Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Minnesota Sports Collaboration Podcast Show, where we highlight all of our Minnesota content creators, shows, and friends here on the program. Poppy, how's it going? It's going great, man. I'm excited to come together with all of our friends. You've heard them on our show, or if you're listening on their show, maybe you've heard us jump in with them. But uh, every week, we're going to have little teasers and snippets from everybody's shows in one spot on all of our feeds so you can get a little taste. And hey, if you haven't listened to one, go check them out. Throw everyone a quick little subscribe and let's make everyone happy. Now, Isha, what's the first one we have here for this week? We're going to throw it to you. Locked on Wild. Our boy Seth Topol drops daily Minnesota Wild content with a wide range of guests. Here's a quick clip of some of his recent content. I, I do want to talk a little bit between Bill Guerin and Chuck Fletcher. I do have to preface, though, that nothing that I say is like a huge dig at Chuck, but it is so nice to have a GM who has been so aggressive with what he's done since he started. But I think that aggressiveness stems from just having like a full-blown plan as to what uh, what Garen wants this organization to look like top to bottom. And, you know, I- I'm sure Fletcher had a vision that he wanted to see this wild team get to. Obviously, being kind of a low-level playoff team for so many years probably ended up being some portion of that vision. So Mm -hmm. it it just, it's a nice change of pace to see a guy who says, all right, we're going to go all in and then actually does it. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, as fun as we loved to just make fun of Chuck Fletcher and deservedly so at times, I mean, this Minnesota wild team this year is one of the best Minnesota wild teams we've seen in its history. So to be fair, I do think that helps a GM in a lot of ways because the team has a bit more of an identity and the GM knows a lot more what they're looking for. And I do think in a lot of the years, you know, with, with previous GMs, it's like the wild didn't even know what they were. They're fighting for a playoff. It's like, are we good? Are we bad? I don't know. We're somewhere in the middle. We might go make a long playoff run. We might not even make the playoffs. Who knows? And this year, this team has a much better identity than what we've seen before. And I, I agree with you a hundred percent that I think Bill Guerin is the kind of guy who knows exactly what he wants, but not only does he know what he wants, he knows exactly how to go get it. And then on top of that, he does go and get it. So it's like this like trifold kind of plan that he has where it's, I mean, 
the GM job in sports is so, so tough. And it's easy for us as fans to critique it and say like, why the heck did you give that up? Why the heck did you get this person? Why would you do that? Why would you pay them that much money or why, you know, whatever. Um, but it's a tough job. And that's why I have so much respect for Bill Guerin because time and time again, he's shown how good he is at that job. And I don't know if I've seen people say a bad thing about him since he's been here. I mean, wild fans seem across the board to be just generally thrilled with Bill Guerin and the trust that they have in him. And maybe it is because it's refreshing and a different kind of scene than we've, than we've had before as far as that position goes. Um, but man, like I said, just time and time again, he just goes out and executes on, on exactly what he wants to do. And he, he, you know, he gives this wild fan base so much hope on a daily basis that this team is as good as everybody thinks it is. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Well, and just the way that he handles some difficult things like the Jack McBain situation, obviously a tough one, like Mm -hmm. a talented kid who just didn't really see a path to getting to the NHL with this wild team. And so see what he said about him though, what Garen said about McBain. I mean, that's what I mean though. Incredible. For for those who don't know, I mean, Garen was asked like, you know, was it hard to part ways with him? And he literally like deadpan was like, no, like, he didn't want to be here. I don't, I don't want him here. Like simple as that. Like that's how simple it is in Bill Guerin's mind. Like he's not here to play games. He's not trying to be cute. Like he's going to do what's best for this team and to hell with anybody who doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. Like I remember seeing those comments and I'm like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Good luck. Um, good luck with that. The door hit you on the way out. <laughs> good luck with that 5,000 seat arena in Arizona. Going to be a lot of people that can get a chance to see you play 1C with the uh, checks notes, Arizona Coyotes. But not only that, the Victor Rask thing too, like we're, we're getting set for like all the reaction stuff yesterday after the two o'clock deadline had hit, mm-hmm. full knowing that there were just a ton of trades that still hadn't been processed. And all of a sudden Russo pops in and says, the Wild do have one more trade in the works. And yeah. everybody's like, what, what what could it be? What could it be? Yeah. Bill Guerin got Ron Francis to pay half of Rask's salary the rest of the year to go play for Carolina's AHL affiliate. That's how good of a GM Bill Guerin is, is that he got Victor Rask to go away mm-hmm. and Ron Francis is helping him pay for it. And that's, I think, I mean, there's something to be said about the fact that a GM like that, who is just so smooth with the, I mean, like you would, if you would have told me he would have been able to finesse that, I would have said, no, he wouldn't have. Nobody can finesse that. Oh. You couldn't even convince me to do that. And I have no idea how the inner workings of that kind of stuff goes. Like I, I just, in again, it, he makes it, it's just so smooth and seamless. Like when I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, of course. Like it just made so much sense. And it's just like, that's why he's so good at what he does. And I mean, think about trade deadline date, how many things are happening. How did Bill Guerin manage to address every single problem the Minnesota wild have all in the span of like 12 hours? I don't know. I, I don't know how he did it because I mean, to be able to wheel and deal with that many different teams and get this contract off your hands and, and bring this guy in and fill this gap and get freaking Mark. Bill Guerin was on the plane to go get Mark Andre Fleury. I don't understand how he did all of this at the same time. Like when I saw that, I was like, what the heck? So, I mean, all hail Billy G go off King, live your best life. I could have, I could have a, like a 2023 Tesla and Bill Guerin would find a way to sell me like a 1995 
Honda Civic. And make you still pay for half the Tesla. <laughs> and make me feel good about it. Like, geez, I had this brand new car, but I I talked to Bill and like this thing this thing is great. And your friends are like, there are rust spots everywhere. It's just yeah. oh, it's just it's the absolute best. Again, if you like what you heard, you can follow all of Seth's great content by searching Locked On Wild wherever you get your podcasts or checking them out on social at Locked On Wild. Uh, next, we have <laughs> yours truly, the Soda Pod. Uh, we'll tease our other contributors later, but Hoppy and I talk everything Minnesota Wild beer and hockey. Here's a teaser from our most recent episode. Let's get into the Minnesota Wild game against the Minnesota Wild win rather against the Vegas Golden Knights Hoppy a, a strong showing from the from a Minnesota team that needed to well make a statement after a busy day well busy week weekend I guess by Billy Garen. yeah I mean it was a really convincing first period like that's exactly what you wanted to see kind of disappointing that they let Vegas very much come back into play in the second period I mean kudos to Cam Talbot who's absolutely got Flurry breathing down his neck. We'll, again, get into the trades here shortly, but Cam Talbot's looked great the last couple of games. And if if nothing else, if the addition of Flurry means that Cam Talbot's playing back in his quote-unquote all-star form, okay, I, I guess it was worth it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess shipping the young guy who maybe is uh, you're getting too comfortable <sighs> playing behind you. Maybe that's the reason. It was funny because like a bunch of people were like, "Oh, the Wild, you know, they didn't give up. Uh, they didn't give up much at all. This, this, and that." I'm like, they gave up their backup goaltender. You know, not to the team in which they acquired I their mean, other they, goaltender. They, they gave still up gave arguably up. their their starting goaltender, depending on how you look at it. The less streaky goalie this year. Yeah, but uh, so I mean, the, the rest of the game, I mean. People want to scream and yell about the refs. Like, I'm just so over it. I'm every really, game, I'm really, every team. Okay. I'm just... really close to just muting the word ref. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, end of the day, like, came out with a 3 0 win. Can't be mad about that. But I would have liked to see them step on Vegas's throat, especially, you know, with Marc Andre Fleury, new member of the team. He would have really enjoyed that. Um, and I'm hey. still, Isha, I'm still so just frustrated and confused by the power play units i'm so upset yeah I, sometimes it just doesn't make sense look I, I follow the vancouver canucks too so i just I, I hear you buddy like it's the same it's just why isn't this working and why aren't you doing just simple things that again never played the sport at any high level but some things i just like but i just feel make sense and they're just not doing it but again right. who who are we to you know be critical in that sense. It is just frustrating at times. The one player who did fit in tonight, though, and you, you talk about some games, you need some chemistry. Not Delorier, man. What an absolute machine out there. Scoring a goal and also just being an absolute nuisance to the Vegas Golden Knights. I like it. I like this grit. I mean, this is a playoff-type player that the Wild have inserted into their lineup. Yeah, and uh, again... Totally fine addition at first when that's the only move you've made. It's a little head scratching, right? But well, it's like, is I, that the only piece you're bringing into the playoffs? Right. Yeah, that, that's that's what you're you're saying. But it's it's a fine oh. piece regardless. And we just got to hope that I don't know if it's cocaine, I don't know if it's Russian <laughs> gas, but whatever they hooked him up with for this game, they need to keep pumping him full of it. Oh, Life expectancy be damned. Kaprizov's got the hookup. We're good, yeah, dude. Kaprizov needed the hookup. He's not looked great of late. 
Kaprizov's like he has the hookup, but he doesn't necessarily indulge, you know, because <laughs> he's too free flowing out there. He doesn't look like a player who's just on the gas. There, fair enough. If you didn't hate what you just listened to, you can find all of our content at the Soda Pod on social, that being Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, or by searching the Soda Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Who's up next? Minnesota Sports Chat. Those new to Ross or Minnesota Sports Chat, you get anything from a unique spin on Minnesota sports to the wrecks of a frozen pizza connoisseur. Manny Hill, uh, as everybody knows, dear friend of mine mentioned he is a current host, associate educator, many different hats like we all wear in broadcasting for Jazz 88, KBEM FM 88.5 here in the Twin Cities, Jazz 88. Dot .fm on the web jazz 88 kbem is housed at a Minneapolis North High School owned and operated by Minneapolis Public Schools and if you listen to Score North or any of the last few Minnesota Sports Chat podcasts I have brought up the website scorenorth.com/hill that is scorenorth.com/hill and I'm going to do that again it is a great way for you listening right now to help make a little bit of a difference out of just a really crummy, bad, and horrible situation as it relates to something that happened in the North community, whether that be a $5 donation, $50 donation, $500 donation, whatever you feel led to give, if you can do so, we would certainly appreciate that to raise money for the Deshaun Hill Jr. North High School Memorial Fund. Manny can shed a little bit more light on Deshaun Hill Jr., the person, the backstory. Deshaun was basically just out and about and shot from behind three times and died a day later, 15 years old, quarterback for Minneapolis North High School, basketball player for Minneapolis North, crazy good student, which Manny can back up. Manny actually spent some time with him in the classroom just a few days prior to this horrible incident. And Manny, I, I really... Just want to give you the floor to talk a little bit about Deshaun Hill Jr. and just what this entire thing means to you. Well, it um, it's special just because, you know, as somebody that lived um, on the north side of Minneapolis for a number of years, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a community with a lot of, lot of really, really special people, a lot of wonderful people. And... I know that conversations from a lot of people who don't live on the north side, you know, the, the north side, it kind of has a reputation for gun violence and a lot of different variations of crime and, and things like that. But it has a lot of really, really, really wonderful, special people. And D. Hill was one of those one of those people, you know, just senselessly taken away from us, you know, and, and the community was hurting. It was really, really hurting. The school was hurting. A lot of his teammates, classmates um, were hurting. I was hurting. And certainly, obviously, his his family and loved ones are are still, I would imagine, grieving. He was a, he was a wonderful kid. He really was. Very soft-spoken, um, but very smart, very bright, really wonderful personality. And uh, and he's missed. I, you know, you mentioned it. I did, did some recording with him, uh, some voice tracking and, and whatnot, less than a week before this tragically happened to him. And, and it is it's funny, just sort of a side story that, you know, he, he 
I brought him into the studio and it was him and another student that were going to do some recording. And one of the biggest things for us that I always tell these kids is, I want you to be yourself when you go on the air. I want you to be yourself because I don't want you to try and don't try and sound like me. Don't try to sound like anybody else you hear on the radio. Just, radio just, voice guy. Right, exactly. Be you. Be yourself. And so I had kind of a script, sort of some some footnotes typed down for them. And D. Hill looks at the script and he's reading over some of the notes and he sees that his name's there and he goes, can I say, can I call myself D. Hill? Can I, can I use D. Hill instead of Deshaun? I said, you do whatever you want to do. And he did it, and he did a wonderful job. And um, yeah, it, it just uh, it's it, it's tough, you know. I I you could you could feel the 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 emptiness after after everything happened. You could just you could just feel it. We're not related. We we have the same last name, but there's uh, there's no relation. But he was um, he was a special kid, and uh, you know he was going to do a lot of really wonderful things. And so to your point. You mentioned it taking a tragic situation and, and turning it into something good. The Deshaun Hill North High School Memorial Fund is um, really special. We're going to try and establish uh, academic and uh, athletic scholarships for uh, right now. We're, we're kind of targeting the 2024 graduating class of North High School, which was D Hill's graduating class. And, you know, hopefully we can this this is something that we can continue for for years to come in, in future classes as well. Yeah, and I, I think well not think, Manny, I know this is uh very very special to me that I can chip in in any which way. And I acknowledge it's it's very small and nothing nothing that's happening here is about me. Everything is about Deshaun Hill Jr. But it, as you and I talked about Manny you you came to Jazz eighty eight. We've known each other forever, mm-hmm. and I spent about a year there. I would have spent a ton more time there if I didn't get an incredible opportunity to come back to Hubbard, a company that I was with prior to working at Jazz eighty eight and prior to the pandemic. Where I am very lucky is that Dan Larkin, who runs KBEM Jazz eighty eight, and Dan Seaman, who runs Hubbard, Minnesota. First off, they know each other. They have a working relationship. I know both of them. The fact that scorenorth.com and jazz88.fm are both hubs to donate to this wonderful scholarship and using you and I to kind of bridge yeah. both of these groups together, this is this is really awesome, but it's only awesome if people can help us put money into this fund. Right. So again, I will kindly ask... People that are listening, the easiest way is scorenorth.com slash hill, scorenorth.com slash hill. But I will also let people know when they're on that page, there's also a link to Jazz88's website Correct. where you yep. can actually hear some of that recent audio that Manny talked about with D. Hill, with Deshaun. So please, just at the very least, just give this website a look and just look, listen to and look into the type of person that Deshaun Hill Jr. was and sadly didn't even get a chance to fully become. So scorenorth.com slash hill. You can find this beauty on social at Brendel Ross. That's B-R-E-N-D-E-L Ross. And his podcast by searching Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Who's up? Judd's Buds. Mutant, Spitter, Sicko, Z. 
We don't care what you call them. To us, Spokes Z just means elite prospect coverage. Here's a preview of the brilliant ramblings you can hear on Judd's Buds. If you just go by raw numbers and you don't like that kind of hockey, then you're going to be miserable. Um, unless he decides to score every game like he did tonight. Apparently, that's just who he is now. He's the Wayne Gretzky. Um, you know, you're, he's got, it's going to drive you nuts. And, you know, if you if you can't find it within you to, to have fun watching, um, you know, the team play because you didn't like the trade or it's like, yeah, well, yeah, it's still bad value. I kind of think you're an asshole. Um, I'll never tell you how to be a fan. Just, I just want you to know, I kind of think you're an asshole. Um, you know, and like I've said before, like our job is just to watch the games. Like it's cool that you're going to go and you say, ah, that third round pick isn't worth it. I know, but I'm still going to have fun watching him run around, try to kill people, throw those four checks that I felt his first three shifts, he had two big hits on the four check that he scored, and then he did it again in the third shift. He's running around. He's yanking Carlson out of the crease by the scruff of his neck, starting scrums. He's running around. He's chirping everybody. Duhame throws a hit at the end of the second period, I think it was, or maybe it was the first period, and Deloria just comes out of nowhere like looking for someone to start something, and he's just chirping. Um He's awesome. He's really funny. So I think you should just enjoy it. Again, not going to tell you how to be a fan, just my pure opinion. Now, so for right now, it looks like that fourth line, they're going to roll with Duhame, Jost, and Delorier. Now let's talk about the bad parts. Yes, like I said, the third round pick's not great. The big hit here, too, is now you're looking at like a kid like Connor Dewar, who's been fantastic since he came in, kind of out of nowhere. Um, you know, again, we talked about at the beginning of the year in the offseason that it was going to be him and Duhame challenging for a spot at a camp. Uh, ultimately, Duhame won, and he hasn't looked back whatsoever. Um, you know, he hit a rough patch recently, just like the whole team did. But um, Dewar's pretty much just been solid. He's doing exactly whatever whatever they, it is that they ask him to do. He goes out and does it. He's good, relatively good on the PK before the PK fell apart. Um, you know, he plays a hard defensive game. Um, you know, he looks like a kid that's got a really long future in the NHL as kind of like a middle six forward, uh, whether he's at center, whether he's in the wing. Um, and now you bring in, uh, Nick Delorier pretty much as like a fighting guy and he's going to be taking that spot. So we'll see what happens with Dewar, um, and Bukestad and, you know, Bukestad obviously had that brutal injury after getting slashed by Zuccarello in practice. And now it looks like he's kind of forged out of the lineup as well. So, you know, that kind of sucks. I, I was wondering if maybe, you know, they would include Bukestad on another trade. Um, obviously that didn't happen. So, you know, on one hand, it's not great that a young kid like Connor Dewar, who d there was no real reason for him to be kind of shoved out of the lineup. And even with the way Bugstad was playing, same with him. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, you're going into the playoffs and you're 13th and 14th forward or Connor Dewar and Nick Bugstad. That's a pretty good predicament to be in, right? So, um, and, and that's the other thing I'd say about the trade too. You want to talk about playoff hockey. You want to talk about getting into the grind um, and when you really have to battle your way through every night. Um, you know, it, it's pretty 
pretty helpful when you have, you know, the the Ericsson at Greenway Felino line going out there and doing what they do. Um, and then you have a fourth line with Delorier and Duhaim and Jost. And then when Dewar makes his way in there and Bugstad, you know, you've got a team now that top to bottom can play that meat grinder type game. Um, you know, can eat those minutes and let that top six just do their thing. And really no one's going to touch them either. Now you, <laughs> you really run the risk of getting your head caved in. If you want to go out and touch Kirill Kaprizov, I, I put that tweet out last night and I did not think it would take off and people are going nuts. They think it, it was, this is just how my brain works. I think I said something along the lines of imagine being Kirill Kaprizov and now having a license to tuck 40 and run around like a dickhead every game, slew foot and goalies, two-handed guys in the back of the head, throwing pucks into the fucking other bench, chirping everybody, because you know that if someone touches you, you got Nick Delorier sitting on your bench salivating, just waiting to end somebody's life. I would be running around like the biggest jackass in the world. I would be taking just ridiculous slashing penalties. I would be whacking guys to the side of the knee, just hopping back onto my bench, been up, yeah, go ahead, D-Lo, go ahead, Des, go get him. You're up, bud. And just watch him go to work because that's what Delorier loves. It's at the point where I'm pretty sure he's just like, yo, Kirill, go like start some shit. Um, so people really enjoyed that tweet. Uh, thank you. Keep the change. But that's just how my brain works. So um, anyways, I was just pumping my own tires. But yeah, so I in, in terms of raw value is it a good trade no do you love having deloria on your team and in your room oh my god yeah um and i mean let's talk about tonight like we said first three shifts you know first shift he runs out there rams a guy on the four check puck comes out gets a shot does it again uh second shift come out Duhame and Jost go to work on the forecheck. They win the puck. Jost finds Duhame down low. Duhame with just a gorgeous pass out front to Delorier. And Delorier, first time, just tucks it home and rips the celly. Look at just look, the X was going, you know, and that's what he does, dude. Like, you know, whether he's fighting or whether he's on the forecheck throwing big hits. Um, like I said before, he was dragging Carlson out of the Minnesota grease by his neck. The X was going nuts. The XL Energy Center was absolute pandemonium tonight for a fucking late March game. And a lot of that was, you know, first of all, we're going to talk about the big trade. Um, but a lot of that was just Delorier running around. You know, he moves the needle. Um, you know, he's t- there's just endless amounts of energy he's a human smelling salt on skates um and he's just a lot of fun so you know if he can fill a role defensively um you know and he can do what he does on that fourth line you know you're you're just allowing um the other guys on the team to go out there and and do their thing and not have to worry about either locking those hard minutes or like we or like delorier said uh, you know, Felino doesn't have to run around fighting everybody for everybody. Uh, now Delorier's out there. He's he wants to do it. He'll spend the five minutes in the box. He said. Um, so I think it's a it's a, it's a win in that regard. And again, you know, you want to talk about it, it took about three minutes for him to become a god in Minnesota. Um, he hasn't even fought yet. His first fight at the X, there will be a statue already built outside. Um, so. All in all, value, 
No, it's bad. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely bad. Um, but, you know, you got a deep pool. How many, how many more picks do you really need? Uh, and I think it ends up being for now, you're in win now mode. Um, you know, it's again, Bill Guerin likes to build that room. I think it ends up as a net positive in the short term. Um, and again, it's, it's just pure, raw excitement energy. Um, and that's what he brings to the table. So, um, you know, if that was their only move, like let's say they didn't bring in Jost or they didn't do the Middleton trade or they didn't bring in Flurry, then I would probably be like, what the fuck's going on here? We just added a complete mutant uh, to that fourth line and didn't do anything else to address all the other needs. Uh, but that's not what they did. So, you know, again, if it, if it was just that move, it would have been really bad. Um, but for now, you know, you eat that kind of shit sandwich in terms of, you know the the raw value long term um but you 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 enjoy the ride now and he's a whole lot of fun he's an easy he's got, he's already a fan favorite for fuck's sake um and i think that fourth line of Duhame, jost and and deloria could be very funny um and i think it could be pretty effective in terms of you know down the stretch with all these games and then leading into the playoffs so that was that trade um i think i went off the rails for a while there um and that's just the way my brain works and you all know that um so next up we're going to talk about jack mcbain but before we do that before we talk about jack mcbain i gotta pay some bills and i gotta tell you about DraftKings. love DraftKings. i won big this weekend in DraftKings. actually fun fact thank you keep the change thanks for coming Anyways, let's talk about DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, oh God, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. <sighs> Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. As I always say, do it right now. Pa hit pause and do it right now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Fuck. Tell you what. Tell you what, fellas. I nailed that. I mean... They don't make them like me anymore, folks. They really don't. Dudes fucking rock. If you want more, you can find him every Tuesday. And sometimes uh, we, we don't really know with him. He's kind of a wild card. Maybe even Thursdays on the Soda Pod feed. So same podcast feed as before. But if you want to follow him specifically and for some reason you haven't already, you can check him out on Twitter at SpokedZ. Who do we got? Wild Takes. On the MN wild leg of 10K takes, Dev and Zooch talk hockey and nonsense, bringing you their wild takes every week. Here's some of their latest work. 
let's start with the uh, the most the the final addition to the team was Jacob Middleton. Uh, so Jacob Middleton coming oh, back. Uh, 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 uh. We got future consideration. Oh, yeah, sorry. We, got, we got we got a bag of pucks I and some so new sorry. markers and some whiteboards. Okay, Don't. that's correct. Um, okay, we're gonna pour sorry, one out. We're gonna pour one out. No, no, no. If we're gonna do this, we got to do it right. And we're yep. gonna start with the most recent trade. We have to start with the Minnesota Wild. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. We have to start with the Iowa Wild, sending the Seattle Kraken, Victor Rask for future considerations. I don't listen to wild fans bag on this guy because, you know, I think it's a good thing because now Seattle fans, they didn't give up anything for him. So what do they have? It turns, it turns out that, my uh, sweet friends. future, future <laughs> considerations is actually a fan favorite in Seattle as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's so mean. Listen, honestly, like all jokes aside, really hope Victor Rask like does well, gets another contract. He's a, seems like a great human being. And um, you got our Russian prince started two years in a row. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to say I've got nothing but love for him because that would be a lie. But, uh, you know, I really do hope that he does well. And uh, I definitely don't hate him. I used to, but I definitely don't anymore. Um, And we call that growth. Now, moving on to the more exciting and the slightly more impactful trades. (laughs) Um, Jesus, I'm sorry. That was so mean. Jacob Middleton from the San Jose Sharks coming back in exchange for Capo Kakinen and a fifth round pick. He's Love a strong it. presence. He is a big physical guy. He's very solid in his own his own zone. He's not going to help out a ton on offense, but he's big, no. he's strong, and he is technically a rookie. He's only played like 50-something games. Uh, I think his total games played is like 54. He's great on the penalty kill as well. You know, he's a pending RFA, and as long as he plays in 14 games, he'll he'll remain an RFA. But if he plays in 13 or fewer games, he will become a pending UFA, which means, of course, more money and blah, blah, blah. But there is pretty much zero chance that that happens because there are 21 games left in the season plus a playoff run. If you're Dean Evason, who's coming out? If it was my gut, it tells me Merrill because Merrill plays a similar game. I think Middleton's stronger almost. It's yeah. Just so it's just so tough because Merrill's a great player as well. But you don't take Kulikov off which, with how much he gets up in the play. I feel like you have to keep him in there. But I saw some people saying Goligoski, and if you actually think Goligoski needs to get pulled off the ice and needs to be in the press box, I, I got some words for you. Nick Delorier, he absolutely laid a hammer on, uh, I want to say it was Marcia So earlier in the game. He scores a goal on his like first or second shift joining the wild. And then uh, late in the game, he it's like a, a post play scrum uh, wild bill. Carlson from Vegas, like falls down after trying to get a shot off. And he's just sitting there. I've never seen anything like this in my life. He the didn't Lord- even get care. He's just like getting dragged out straight face. He's like, what is happening? Deloria grabs him by the Jersey and the pads and pulls him along like a dog. <laughs> if you didn't love Nick Deloria, then and his debut, if you didn't love him, if you didn't, even if, even if you had gotten to the point, you're like, Ooh, I don't know. We gave up a third round pick for him. That's kind of a steep price for this guy. He doesn't really score. And then he scores. And like, okay, well, it's kind of a steep price still. I don't know who, you know, who knows what that third round pick. Oh, will be. Dude, fuck. And then if you get to that point and you see him drag wild bill Carlson out of the crease, literally drag him. And that 
like doesn't do it for you, like I don't know what to tell you. So the Wild are either trading pick 29, 30, 31, 32, or a second round pick that would be later than the second round pick they just got yeah. for Jack McBain. Cool. I yeah. <laughs> sign me the hell up. That's exactly why he did it. And that's exactly why Billy Garen maneuvered. And that's exactly why he's a deadline hero. He was he was wheeling and dealing on that deadline, man. He Absolutely. Was, he and, had a deal for Cockett in a place before he even got tell or before he got Flower. He got Flower and all of a sudden he's like, all right, let's go slide this piece here. He was playing chess and everyone else was playing checkers. It was it was, it was terrific. Billy G hops on uh, one of the trade shows. I forget which one. Wasn't it, it was, TSN? You, I think it was the those? TSN one. Yeah. And they said, oh, was it hard for you to give up Jack McBain? He's such a promising young player. And he goes, uh, you trade Jack McBain, the rights to Jack McBain to Arizona, uh, which had to be done when it was clear he wasn't going to sign there. But was it still difficult to part company with the Boston College Eagle? No. No. Once he decided not to sign with us, it was easy easy to say now but i certainly wish him zero ill will especially because he brought us the flower who is yeah. i i'm very on the record uh probably my favorite not wild player ever uh definitely my favorite well, not he's wild definitely goalie. my favorite goalie one of favorite one of my favorite sure. one of my favorite players of all time not just currently but like all time ever like i love him um you know I, it was I, surreal I, seeing him yesterday even warming up it was just so like I didn't even know how to explain. I was sitting there jaw on the floor when he was doing the, you know, they're just shooting at him. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. He was, he was just looked happy to be here too. Yep. So happy. He's just like, yes. Look it's, at him. Seriously. It's so exciting. I yeah. am absolutely just beyond thrilled that Marc-Andre Fleury is a member of the Minnesota wild and, and is, is, like it's just it's crazy it, it's it's it is nuts it's, I, it's hard I to almost like... don't believe it still you're all probably already following 10k takes at 10k underscore takes if you're not uh, but go follow their hockey dedicated feed at wild takes 10k and of course search wild takes wherever you get your podcasts who do we got our friends at sound the foghorn Brett, Justin, and Zeke represent Sound the Foghorn from wild to whitecaps, killing the analytics and prospect game. Here's a sneak peek at their latest episode. You look around the West and even the East to some degree, like, okay, we are what we are. We're big, we're heavy. Look at the grief line. That's our identity, and they are good. So maybe maybe the way to win isn't to try to outskill these guys or like out Tampa, Tampa, out Colorado, Colorado. If we can't beat them that way, Let's just beat them in a physical sense. Yep. Right. So let's yeah. be bigger, better, tougher, and see who wins seven. Yeah, it almost seems like they're taking it back to like the old Western Conference, kind of in the early 2010s, when it seems like the Calgarys and the and the LA and the San Jose Sharks just had these big teams. Just you know, Dean Evans sort of pounded you down low, and you know, established the forecheck yeah. where you know you see a lot of these new age teams, the Colorados, the Vegases, the you know, the Florida's that like to play that speed north-south game, and it seems like the Wild have put an emphasis, you know, acquiring all these versatile players who are good skaters but also can can throw their weight around and kind of slow you down and then just kill you on the forecheck and hem you in your zone for a couple minutes and eventually just bang in a dirty goal. Yeah, I mean, the Ducks won the Cup in 2007, and they, they were a good club for about five, six years after that, and that was really their recipe. They led the league in majors almost every year. Now you look at Middleton, Delorier, Felino. 
the top three guys in terms of majors this year. I think Delorier is 10, mm-hmm. Middleton's nine, and Polino's eight, right? So one, two, three, boom. All of a sudden, this club is starting to look like those clubs, like the LA Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, as you mentioned, of 2010. You know, um, yeah, I think it was 2012. The Kings won the cup yep. with a big, heavy team like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right, spot on. I do think the game is cyclical in that sense, copycat league where some people are trying to copy how do you beat Tampa at being Tampa, the smart clubs and the one that might win it next is thinking different. Okay. How do we make Tampa not good anymore? Beat them up. Right. right? Exactly. So I'll, I'll, I'll battle them because it's still part of the game. You know, another thing we talked about last show, something I like about these moves too, is Felino doesn't feel like he has to be the guy now. Like he can be the guy to stand up for his teammates, but you got Delorier and Middleton that Delorier is a, top five in hits and he's willing to fight obviously like got 10 fights this year or whatnot so it keeps that grief line on the ice together where they're so effective uh defensively i think they went like the first 21 games together without allowing a goal so you keep those guys on the ice bet uh more together i I just feel it it helps i think you're right and i think like you remember when greenway's contract came out a lot of people are like whoa that's a lot of money for greenway Mm -hmm. you know like he doesn't have the numbers but then you look at what the line does when they're together and you, you can lock up your identity for three years. Maybe you got to overpay a little bit, or maybe they did. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but um, it's similar to Delorier. Like, Hey man, if if we can keep Marcus on the ice and it's, it's not just about Marcus, it's about that line. If I can keep that line rolling all the time, uh, that's to my advantage. So uh, to, relieve Marcus of the pressure of having to fight and sit five minutes in the box, maybe, maybe 15, if he gets two, five, 10, right. whatever. Right. Cause that's mm-hmm. part of the role sometimes yeah. there too. Um, now I can roll these guys and Marcus can just focus on playing. Cause when they play hockey, they're actually pretty, yeah. pretty darn good. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't score 20 goals by accident. So whatever I think. <laughs> no, but, it is, but it is amazing. You guys are stack guys. It is amazing. Marcus Foligno's shooting percentage over the last two years has hovered around 25%. Yep. He's led the league. Like the law of averages says like, there's no way this is sustainable. I would have bet my house on it last year yeah. that Marcus couldn't duplicate a 25% shooting percentage. And here we are three quarters of the way through and he's done it. Yeah. It's I think amazing. part of it too, just it's a testament to that line because they, they just, they create so much havoc and you know how many of those goals have been on you know rebounds or tip-ins where they're just getting guys at the front of the net and just good positioning and you know wearing these guys down and finding those soft spots and eventually cashing in but yeah it's it's been great to see kind of the evolution of Marcus Foligno you know pure defensive forward into Marcus Foligno two-way threatening power forward well he's getting to he's getting to the point where it's like well gosh darn it Marcus, shoot the puck more. Yeah. If it's going to go in, I'll tell you to leave the set. Why are you only shooting it like 40 times a year, man? Like, fire that thing. You know? He makes but, some some dangles too this year. I've like, did Marcus Fuino just do that? Mm-hmm. Like, you like jump yeah. around the guy mm-hmm. and dangle him. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> right. Power forward that can dangle. Right. So that's, a, that's where, and Brett, you were talking about it. It's pretty impressive that he's come from. Uh, a role guy, a Delorier, if you will, right? Role guy, fighter, to maybe he's going to get a sniff on the penalty kill, and he got that chance here with with Wild under Boudreau, I think it was. Uh, did pretty well with that. Then elevated the lineup a little bit, third line role to now he's getting a sniff on the power play, and just continues to produce to where he went from a role guy 
to in the same conversation as Tom Wilson, like super tough, mm-hmm. power forward, you know, and um, kudos to him for sticking mm-hmm. with it and doing that. If you like what you heard, feel free to head on over to Sound the Foghorn. Any podcast platform that you have, we should be there. Look for the Minnesota Wild Colors and the iconic Foghorn logo. If we're not on your favorite podcast platform, feel free to let us know on Twitter or Instagram at Sound the Foghorn, all one word. Thanks for listening and enjoy. If you don't already, follow them on social at Sound the Foghorn and plug that into your favorite podcast platform as well. Who do we got next? MNCAA, hosted by Nick Maxson. You get your weekly dose of Minnesota College Puck. Here's a look at what you can expect for all six Division One programs. We're going to switch over to Drew, because uh, Drew's golfers are sitting in a really, really good spot right now. Uh, Drew, how's it feel to be looking down at North Dakota right now in the standings? That must feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Got got to be honest. The Gophers, like we talked about it in the past too, like the Gophers got hot at the right time, man. Like it seems like in every other Minnesota team is uh, maybe not doing uh, doing the same thing. Um, but you know what? It, it Gopher fans have got to feel pretty good looking down at uh, a lot of the same competition that uh, for the better part of this last decade they've not really been uh, as good on. I get. I guess it's not 2020 anymore. It's 2022 right now. But uh, in the last decade, I guess a lot of the Gophers are often looking up at a lot of the in-state competition in North Dakota. So, I mean, now it's, it's nice to, to see it at the top, uh, see the Gophers kind of back where we're fans expecting to be. So and it should be a fun weekend too. We get the match, we get the, the matchup everyone's been hyping up all season, the, the Michigan-Minnesota conference final. So we'll see how it no, goes. We, we haven't confirmed if they're arriving in Minneapolis just yet, but we'll work on that uh, mm-hmm. in our insiders shortly. Uh, but, Drew, we still don't look up to the team that's just south of the Dune Sweeties. Let's welcome in Alex Michaletti for Minnesota State. Uh, Alex, uh, there seems to be no stopping you guys as, again, we get a freeze frame of your of your smile there. Um, you know, <laughs> I know that rural broadband Internet is still pretty tough to get. Uh, but how do you assess the Mavs here going into the uh, the CCHA championship game here against the Beavs? Yeah, we talked last week. Uh, you know, I predicted a Mankato Bemidji uh, final. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Uh, they're they're <laughs> tough in the playoffs, um, you know, especially or for they they really shut uh, things down and uh, uh, get her, getting uh, into a trap. Um, you can ask Wisconsin how that went uh, last year in the um, in the conference or in the NCAA tournament. They just uh, completely shut them down after getting a lead, and you know it's it's tough. So it's you know it's going to be imperative for them to to get the first one, and um, you know if they can get their special teams going out of math, it's really overwhelmed teams and get that top line and sure then those kind of they are talking uh announce the cc uh, teams of, uh we had uh Dryden mckay get goaltender of the year uh jake livingstone get defenseman of the year and nathan smith getting forward of the year so <laughs> pretty pretty good <laughs> We'll fix R2-D2's audio here in just a little bit. Uh, Ryan Stieg, um, I got to imagine that, uh, you know, again, you're facing this same squad. Uh, He's right. I mean, the Beavers do frustrate a lot of of teams. In fact, uh, they frustrate them much to beat themselves. But uh, you've had some wild takes this year with St. Thomas. Uh, A couple of them actually probably should have gone your way. But is this really that far out of the equation that the Beavers can pull off an upset? uh, What would be the worst time for Mankato to have an upset? 
I really don't think it's that far out there to say it's not. I mean, I could easily see Bemidji winning on Saturday night because it's one game is different than a best of three game series because you get a jump on somebody, you can put them away early. And I think St. Thomas proved in their first game against Mankato that you can't really count anybody out at this point when you're playing in the postseason. The fact that they came so close. So I really, uh, I think Bemidji has is more than capable of getting a win Saturday night. I'm not, I don't know if I'm really going to go that far quite yet because I haven't really thought of my prediction right yet. But uh, <laughs> I I think they're more than capable of doing it, and I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Finally, uh, Sean Connery is also here. We're going to move on beyond Duluth. No, I'm just kidding. Max Vich, uh, feeling pretty good right now, I'd imagine. Uh, about a week ago, we weren't feeling so good. I uh, gave up home ice in the last game of the regular season, uh, and then essentially uh, sudden life from the grips of sudden death. Uh, how does it feel to be a Bulldog fan after rather uh, the, the last events have transpired uh, down in St. Cloud? Well, it's middle of March. This is our time to shine. It always has been, always will be. I just can't wait for it to, to keep going here. They always seem to find a way to turn it on. And a 5-2 win where we got to see a, an actual hat trick out of a UMD player for the first time and God knows how long. It was a, a, a sight to see. It was glorious. Everything that I wanted and hoped for it to be. And then uh, on Saturday, got to watch him battle back from being down and, and just kind of you know choke the life out of all of the, the, the St. Cloud State Huskies that were out there and all the fans watching at home. Just like Judd's Buds, you can find all MNCAA episodes on the Soda Pod feed with episodes dropping every Friday. Go follow the dedicated college hockey feed on Twitter at MN underscore NCAA. MNCAA was taken by some douchebag with zero followers that won't reply to Isha with our very lucrative USD cash offer. Um, now, Isha, who's the last show that we want to promote here this week? Brave the Wild. Joey has been in the Minnesota Wild podcast game since 2008. Here's a clip from the Chiseled Betcher. It's not been a good week for the Iowa Wild whatsoever. Just getting their butts kicked and not really scoring. It's been disappointing to say the least. Beckman had been picking up the pace a tiny bit, but it's still he still had basically a half a point a game in the AHL. So I'm a little disappointed in Beckman. He had a good start to the season and not so much. Same with Sweeney. Uh, Joe Hicketts, same thing. I mean, mm. Luckily, Kaitlin Addison's been picking it up, and I think he's just right on the doorstep of being a regular in the National Hockey League. And I sure freaking hope so. Uh, Victor Rask has basically been their best player down there because, obviously, he's been an NHL player for years. Suddenly, he's in the AHL because it is what it is. You know, he's not a good fit for the Minnesota Wild right now, and he's in the final year of his contract, which I'm sure both sides are happy about at this stage. Um, so that, that kind of is what that is. If we can talk about Jack McBain, if I can stomach it. I'm kind of ticked off about the whole thing at this point. Do you blame me? Yep, I'm ticked off all right. Because <sighs> now, you know, Jack McBain, as he's emerged so nicely, had an amazing season. It sounds like he has his heart set on signing somewhere else. I'm guessing it's out east. Boston Bruins, possibly. Maybe Buffalo, which would be funny. Or the New York Rangers. I'm guessing it's the Rangers or the Bruins, but who knows? It could be anybody. But I'm thinking it's a team that has playoff uh, playoff possibilities going forward uh, and, a, and a well-known franchise. 19 goals, 14 assists well with Boston College. And, of course, we're waiting now as we head into the uh, – we're in the, the uh, conference tournaments and then NCAA tournament. But Jack McBain talks is that he will be traded because he doesn't want to play for Minnesota for some reason. Uh, and when the Wild acquired 
Tyson Jost. That was basically it right there. Not because Tyson Jost is like, in a, you know, is like a million times better than Jack McBain or whatever it is, but that's the roster spot right there. It was going to be Nico Sturm's spot uh, that Jack McBain was going to be in. He was going to be with Minnesota. And he's like, just said, no, I don't want to sign in Minnesota. There's still a small possibility, still a glimmer of hope because he has not signed anywhere else yet, but uh, and he's not been traded. So there's still a chance. At the moment, he's still technically our property, and he's had an amazing last week. I refused to vote for him, though, and I'm in W Prospects. I just didn't want to because I'm pissed off at him right now. Uh, that's my old competitive side right there. You don't want to vote for somebody who doesn't want to be here, so hell with them <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, the talk is that Ben Myers is the backup plan. Minnesota Gophers, he's a junior now, basically, but yeah, he's already 23 three years of age. He's technically a junior or third season with the Gophers anyway. He's having a wonderful season with a team that very well could win the national championship. So if we if, if he did, we'd have to wait until April for him to sign with Minnesota, for go from Minnesota to Minnesota. Uh, Delano, Minnesota native, now that I've said that state about 15 times, also, certainly not as nearly as big as Jack McBain, who's six foot four, two hundred. Uh, ben Myers, five eleven, two hundred four. So he's got a big body at the very least. He plays a physical game, and he's the kind of guy with enough talent he could probably play in the middle six. We'll say in the NHL could end up being a very nice player. And the hope is that Ben Myers is the guy, and he would be willing to come to Minnesota, uh, where he would be a, possibly a nice replacement for Jack McBain uh, long term with uh, the Minnesota Wild. And maybe uh, have to skate a little bit in the AHL first, but I'm thinking they're they're saying he would be in the NHL basically. So he's been a nice prospect. Certainly, uh, he was never drafted, but he's a nice college free agent prospect basically going forward. It's just a bummer at the end of the day how things have turned out with Jack McBain. Because I, you know, hell of a player, hell of a player. It's just what pisses me off is he'd been kind of mediocre the first three seasons in Boston College. And then here comes his senior year, and he's unbelievable. And then he's like, screw you, I'm not playing for you guys. So it's like, thanks, man, <laughs> after all that. So whatever. <laughs> Drives me absolutely nuts that it turned out that way. But again, like I said, we're heading into those college tournaments. Really, really looking forward to how that turns out. Sam Henches and the St. Cloud State Huskies. Yeah, 20 points in 19 games, 11 of them goals. Obviously a wonderful senior season. He would have had career highs that he missed a big portion of the uh, first half of the season. That's unfortunate. Sam Hentges, he's a guy that, yeah, let's let's get him to Iowa at the very least at the end of the uh, St. Cloud State season. Hopefully hopefully it's before the Gophers. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> hopefully we're bringing in Sam Hentges to Iowa before uh, Ben Myers joins Minnesota, quite possibly. Hentges, 22 years of age, of course. Get your questions in every week by following at brave the wild and listen by searching brave the wild minnesota wild podcast all right thanks to everybody tuning in on google spotify apple Podcasts. i mean wherever you get your podcast from the best thing you can do for us or any of the content that you heard in this podcast episode uh you can go on itunes and apple Podcasts, give us and give them five stars and a kind review it goes such a long way you're already supporting us by listening to this episode so you might as well go and review us as well if you're jones for more hockey content go listen through our website thehockeypodcastnetwork.com and on your app please download the episode before you listen as it just helps all of our business you can follow myself at vi sports talk you can follow hoppy at state of hoppy and of course you can find the soda pod on all platforms at the soda pod signing off i'm Isha me alongside the state of hoppy this has been the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network we good buddy 
We good? Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.